Hi, and welcome to the Rabin New Testament Church podcast. You are about to hear a powerful message. We hope that you are blessed and encouraged by this message today. Our Lord, you know, all that right there is, is, is uh, the food whenever it gets here. All that is carnal, right? We got to get this spiritual food in. We've got to get this spiritual food in. Thank y'all for coming out today. What a beautiful day that uh, the Lord hath made for us. I tell you, we we love to see smiling faces. Uh, all y'all's beautiful faces. We love to see y'all. I know we've been through a crisis. We've been through. We're still right in the middle of a COVID uh, pandemic. But you know what? Our God took us through it. Our God, our God was with us when we went in it, and our God's with us in the middle of it, and He's gonna. Take us out the other side. How about that? Let's give him a hand clap this morning. Let's give our Lord a hand clap this morning. Thank y'all for coming. This is a this is a very special occasion today. Today is Pastor Appreciation Day. As you know, give him a hand clap. Give him a hand clap. They are worthy. They are worthy today. We don't want them to do anything today. We want them to, to feel at home. We want them to just enjoy themselves today. Ain't that right? You know, uh, in the book of John, in the chap- in chapter 10, you know, it mentions uh, a good shepherd, the good shepherd. The good shepherd would lay down his life for his sheep. Right. You know, a hireling, hireling shepherd, if the fox or if the wolf confronts the flock, he's going to take off and he's going to run, right? That's what the book of John says. These two gentlemen right here will be with you through the fire. I think our brothers already recognized that he was there. He was there for him, and I know... Uh, Brother Bubba and both Brother Tony were standing right there with me walking through the fire. They, were, they, they would do the same for you as well. So the Good Shepherd, we thank you all for being the Good Shepherd this morning. want to come to you this morning for uh, any uh, special prayer requests. We want to go to the Lord in prayer. Any special requests? Yes. Brother Johnny, again, yes. He is coming over. He is coming over that mountain. I tell you, he's, he's coming over. God is still blessing him. Trina? Joshua, for sure. Yes. Joshua's had a tough morning this morning. Amen. Amen. Pray for that situation, Tab. Yeah. Two homeschooled families fighting cancer. Yep. Gladys and Robert. Yep. Sharon, Sissy. Yep. Lost in our families, lost in our community. Yes, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. Granny's feet. You keep praying for Granny's feet, brother. <laughs> Any other spoken? Brother Jimmy. Jimmy and this dog, I tell you. He's going to. Pray for that dog. Yes. Any others this morning? Okay, if no others, uh, unspoken request by the raising of your hands, let's all stand and invite the Lord into this wonderful service this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. Lord, asking you for an outpouring of your spirit, Lord. Lord, we love you and we appreciate you, God. We thank you and we praise your holy name this morning. We thank you, Lord God, for all you've done for us, Lord, for what you got in store for us, Lord. We know that you're going to bring us through, Lord. Lord, thanks for all these all the, all the healings, Lord. Thanks for all the blessings, Lord. Lord, we ask that you would just go to each and every situation that's called out this morning, Lord. Work each and every situation out, Lord. 
thine own perfect way, Lord. We're very so very careful to give you praise and honor and glory. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Not not like they have to be re uh, uh, named out, but uh, we want to give special recognition to our our our, our main shepherd, uh, brother Bubba, and uh, sister Brenda as well. And also, I tell you what, any any strong pastor has to have a, a, a even stronger assistant pastor. Give praise to brother Tony and sister Tapta for their their work that they do. I tell you. I've been in a lot of churches. I've been around. Yeah, I was a church hopper. Yeah, if, so if you want to meddle in my affairs, I was a church hopper at one time in my life. But I tell you, these two men right here will preach you the word. They preach you the word of God. They'll feed you the word of God. At this time, I want to ask Trina to come up. We're going to have a, a few presentations. I mean, you can all be seated for now. <laughs> We're used to standing and praising. We're going to do a little things a little different. It's kind of scary when you let the pastor's daughter take over service, right? <laughs> Y'all just pray I don't get tongue-tied up here. I'm notorious for that. So it's Pastor's Appreciation Day, and we're excited. We're excited to um, honor our pastor, our assistant pastor, and um, we're excited to be here, and today is your day. And we want you all just to sit and enjoy today's service and, you know, the Spirit of God. You know, He's here. I already feel Him because I said, Lord, you're going to have to help me. I don't talk well. <laughs> and then help me not to cry because <laughs> all my favorite people are here. <laughs> and um, so today is your day, and we hope that you enjoy your day. At this time, we're going to call someone special to sing. Uh, Miss Crystal Miller, all the way from West Virginia. She's going to bless you in song this morning. Let's give her a welcome this morning. All right. I have goosebumps this morning. I usually don't get up here with goosebumps. Um, so that's a good sign. <laughs> Um, this morning I'm going to sing, it's probably the first song that I ever sang out in church, um, I'll Fly Away.
Thank you, thank you, all the way from West Virginia. Thank you, Sister Crystal. And we're truly going to fly away one day. I'd like to take this time to have the opportunity. I would like to begin by saying that I consider it an honor, a true honor, and I'm not going to cry today, to stand here and speak today to recognize the contributions made over the years by our pastor, Brother Bubba Rowland, just my father. I'm going to try not to say dad. I'm going to say Brother Bubba. <laughs> if you consult the dictionary, you would see that pastor is often de defined as an intercessor between the people and God. Pastor Bubba, we, as the congregation at New Testament Church, do not need a dictionary to tell us the meaning of the role, of your role, since you so wonderfully define the word with your life. In addition to enjoying your sermons from the pulpit, we appreciate the sermon that you live out right before our eyes. Your example serves to inspire us to live our lives before, before our fellow man in a manner that God would be pleased. We also deeply appreciate the things you do during the year, from visiting hospitals, our homes, calls, texts, conducting weddings, and funerals to preparing and preaching messages and the prayers you breathe to heaven on our behalf. And of course, we remain profoundly affected by the little things you do and taking time out to love and appreciate our children, our little ones in our church. And y'all know they all love him. <laughs> In your spiritual duties, you do not only play the role of, uh, role of pastor, but act as, as the community's advisor, advocate, teacher, and friend to many. Thank you for always going above and beyond to fulfill each and every one of these roles, Dad. It is also an honor this morning to recognize our assistant pastor, Brother Tony Shackle. It takes a special type of person to lead a faith congregation and community, and you are the perfect person for this role. Please know that we are grateful for your continued guidance and the many prayers that you send to heaven on our behalf. Thank you for all that you do for our church and for, the help and for helping people behind the scenes. We do see that. You and your family do an excellent job with our music, sound, and technology aspects here at the New Testament Church. Thank you for taking our church. And this is a real important comment I want to make. Thank you for taking our church and our mission to serve the community to the next level. Because I feel like we've reached a different level for the things that you have brought in your family to the table. And I know that you're leading them and you have brought, men, you have brought, a, brought a great deal to our church. And we appreciate that. Brother Tony, you're an aspiring leader, and you've been a tremendous blessing to our church. At this time, I ask Brother Rick, followed by Brother Willie. If y'all don't know, that's one of two of Brother Bubba's favorite people, <laughs> and they're singing. So we're going to let them come and bless you in song this morning. They're soldiers of the cross 
not afraid to pay the loss. They gladly give their all for their call on their lives. They're shepherds of our flock. They're solid as a rock When things look their darkest They lead us to the light We call them pastors We call them friends We call them any time We have reached the end They're always there To comfort They're there to pray us through They're the pastor Well, I wandered so aimless 
life filled with sin I wouldn't let my dear Savior in Then Jesus came like a stranger in the night Praise the Lord, I saw the light I saw the light I saw the light, no more in darkness, no more in night. Now I'm so happy, no sorrow inside. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. Just like the blind man wandered along. Worries and fears I train for my own Then like the blind man God gave back his sight Praise the Lord I saw the light I saw the light I saw the light No more in darkness No more in night now I'm so happy, no sorrow inside. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. Just like the blind man wandered alone. Worries and fears I claim for my own. Then like the blind man, God gave back his sight. Praise the Lord, I saw the light, I saw the light, I saw the light, no more in darkness, no more in night, now I'm so happy, no sorrow inside, praise the Lord, I saw the light. I was a fool to wonder and straight. Straight is the gate and narrow the way. Now I have traded the wrong for the right. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. I saw the light, I saw the light. No more in darkness, no more in night. Now I'm so happy, no sorrow in sight. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. Jennifer, for those songs. So I'm going to start a sentence, and I'm going to let you all finish it this morning. And the old saying goes, and behind every great man is what? A great woman. You are correct. So behind every great man is a wonderful woman, right? And we are also here today to recognize our pastor's wives, Sister Brenda and Sister Tabitha. We love and appreciate all that you do to support our congregation and community. Your kindness and generosity are a blessing to everyone. 
We thank God for our pastors, but we must give him thanks for two. For when your husband came to us, God sent us you. And we say thanks for all you do and lift you up in prayer. Your presence blesses all of us who know you from day to day. As our pastor's wives, you are serving God in a fine and worthy way. At this time, I ask for Miss Crystal Rowland and my son Jacob to sing. Amen. I tell you, I thank God. I thank God for our pastors and uh, our pastors' wives this morning. I don't want to talk too much because I get choked up. Amen. I've been held by Savior. I've felt far from above. I've been down to the river. I ain't the same prodigal return. All my hope is in Jesus. Thank God my yesterday's gone. All are forgiven yes. I've been washed by the blood I'm no stranger to the prison I've worn shackles and chains but I've been freed and forgiven I'm not going back I'll never be the same all my hope is in Jesus. Thank God my yesterday's gone. All my sins are forgiven. I've been washed by the blood. There's a kind of thing that just breaks a man. Breaks him down to his knees. Lord, I've been broken more than a time or two, but he picked me up and showed me what it means to be a man. All my hope is in Jesus. Thank God my yesterday's gone. All my sins are forgiven. I've been washed by the blood. Jesus, thank God my yesterday's gone. All my sins are forgiven. I've been washed by the blood. I've been washed by the blood. I've been washed by the blood.
And Chris was going to sing a song. It's called Holy Spirit. I tell you, if we didn't have the Holy Spirit in our lives and in our pastor's lives this morning, you know, you know it. And I don't know if, it, but if y'all can feel the same thing I feel, you know, this morning in the service, I'm telling you, it's not but the Holy Spirit. Be cool. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence, Lord. I've tasted and seen the sweetest unless when my heart becomes free and my shame is undone your Your goodness. 
Thank you, Brother Jacob, Sister Crystal, and Sister Morgan. We appreciate your song this morning. I'm going to ask my son just to play just the guitar really softly. I have a couple words for our pastors at this time. <clears throat> to our pastors and wives, thank you for choosing to live your life dedicated to the truth, for knowing the Word of God, and sowing it into your church and your community. Thank you for the late nights and early mornings spent studying scripture and researching as you craft your messages. Thank you for the hours spent listening to me and countless others when we just need to talk. Thank you for listening without judgment and being a safe place where well, we could unload our burdens. Thank you for the times you had to speak the hard truth into our brokenness, even when we didn't want to hear or receive it. Thank you for, the, for answering those late night calls from people you don't even know, but were a part of our church body. Those calls often led to middle-of-the-night hospital visits, difficult conversations, and helping people walk through circumstances you never could have imagined. Thank you for being willing to do the hard times and help others be brave as we face the unimaginable. Thank you to our pastors for being tender-hearted and compassionate in the face of grief and joy-filled as you share our celebrations. Thank you for creating lasting memories for our families during each holiday. You make these, be these beautiful memories possible. Thank you for juggling your own family responsibilities as you sought to meet our church family's many needs. Thank you for the countless hours you spent praying for the church, for our people for our congregation, for our communities. Thank you for the nights you spent awake instead of sleeping because you bear the weight of so many and so much. Thank you for the stress you carry on our behalf. 
Thank you for the responsibility you shoulder to minister in the way that you do. And thank you for choosing to follow his calling on your life. You say it's worth it all. You say it is all worth it. You choose daily to take up his cross and follow hard after his call on your life. Thank you truly isn't enough. But today, we honor you for all that you do each day, every day that you wake up. I honor you, we honor you for the years you have poured into ministry. You are a different a difference maker and a life changer. Please know that all of you sitting on this pew, you really are a difference maker and a life changer. You're a pastor, you're a leader. For you all this day, we are so ever thankful for you. I would like you all to stand, and if you can face your congregation, let's give a round of applause for our pastors. And at this time, we would like to present you a gift from your church. While they're opening their gifts, we've got them some small gifts, and they'll show you. Um, while they'll they'll show you those as they're opening them. But uh, Brother Tony, Sister Tabitha, especially Tony after working after Hurricane Sally, we wanted to give you a relax and stay a hotel and um, a dinner for two at the Fire Steakhouse. And also uh, for you two to go to the spa and relax. <laughs> and the church also give you a love offering. <laughs> Pastor Brother Bubba, Sister Brenda, we know you don't care for the spa, but we know you like to eat. And we, we also got you a night stay and a dinner for two at the Fire Steakhouse. And we hope that you uh, enjoy your dinners. And, uh, of course, you're not going to go in together, but <laughs> that you enjoy your dinners and, and all that um, God has blessed you with. And while they are opening their gifts, I'll let Kevin read of uh, the plaque out. So uh, Tapitha's crying, so she probably cannot read. Check, check. It's a, it's a beautiful plaque here. It's, uh, it's addressed both to a devoted pastor as well as a faithful wife. You know, I tell you, having one without the other, you, you don't have a full team, you know. A devoted pastor says, what a blessing you are as a faithful shepherd of the flock and as a man of God whose life serves and honors him. Your devotion to this calling is deeply respected and held in high regard. Respect those who work hard among you, who are over you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in highest regard and love because of their work. 1 Thessalonians 5, 12-13. 
A faithful wife. What a blessing you are in your service to the Lord as a devoted wife and helpmate to your husband and as a believer whose identity is in Christ. Your love and care are beautiful examples of a faithful heart. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. Proverbs 31, 26. What a blessing you have been in this life and as, as a devoted pastor and his faithful wife. Y'all give him a round of applause. All right, and at this time, I'm going to ask um, our pastors to face the congregation again. <laughs> and we're going to open up the floor for anyone that would like to stand and um, say anything to your pastors at this time. Anybody else? Praise the Lord. All right, thank you, pastors. And uh, we, would you like to say anything? Yeah, I'll, I'll say, uh, first of all, um, all glory belongs to God um, for everything. And I uh, feel wholly unworthy uh, of, of anything uh, this morning, but thank you. Uh, this is uh, this church has been a huge part of my life for <clears throat> a long time. Got saved in this church, baptized in the Holy Spirit in this church, got married in this church, um, and uh, you know, seen God do some mighty things in this church. And I guess it's probably been I don't know, getting close to it's got to be getting close to ten years. Um, and I've you know, I've come to know most of you like. Brother Chris said a lot of you are, are family, uh, family, but uh, um, you've become not only part of our, just our family, but part of our church family and, and others that have come in and look across the congregation this morning um, and, and think back on the, on the last 10 years and where God, uh, you know, where we were at then and where God has brought us to now and some new faces and new people and, and uh, people from West Virginia who would have thought, you know, we had... Uh, with them with us in the service this morning. It's just a blessing and an honor. I want to say uh, it's a blessing and honor to have Brother Bubba as my pastor. I might, be, uh, I might hold a title of assistant pastor, but uh, he is my pastor. He and Sister Brenda, and uh, I'll say that uh, he's been, I've said this before, and I'll tell him again, he's, uh, he's, he's a perfect role model uh, and a perfect mentor, 
uh, and I think the perfect pastor for this church. I don't think there's anybody else uh, that could fill the shoes that he has on right now uh, for this church. So I thank God uh, for them. And I want to also say uh, Kevin Trina, and I know there were more involved than just you two uh, in putting this together today. Y'all have done an excellent job and a wonderful job doing this, and we appreciate uh, you guys. I want to also say, Brother Rufus, Sister Linda, we appreciate you guys as well, that you guys are uh, you're, you're a foundational part of this church as well. Been here and secretary treasurer and Brother Rufus uh, working and building and doing all the things that he does around here. Uh, if, I, if I could take time, I, I would say something about everybody this morning. But uh, thank you all. Appreciate every one of you. We love you as well. Amen. Yes, uh, Brother Tony just about uh, spoke at all of this just then. But... Uh, you know, back a long time ago when Mama had this church, you know, they called it a family church. Community called it a family church, and we're living up to that name. Amen. Because the majority of the people in here, we all, uh, I know you're saved, you spiritual kin folks, amen, but if you, you look at all of us, we, we basically uh, blood kin, amen, uh, uh, by the blood of Jesus, and also we are blood kin. But I tell you, I just appreciate God. Uh, we had no idea when I rolled up. I just saw them signs. I said, my Lord, we having a yard sale today? <laughs> That's mainly what you do, right? You put out signs when you're having yard sales, right? And had no idea. And I got to reading, and training was worried about us going to wreck by reading, and we had no idea what was going on. She just put on the out for us to dress appropriate. We're going to take pictures, and so... I had no idea, but I'll tell you what. But I appreciate you, church. Uh, thank God for you. you standing behind us and being there for us. Appreciate the, the good staff that we have here. And appreciate my assistant pastor. He, he stood beside me through thick and thin, and he's put a lot of stuff together. And he brings it. To, uh, and uh, I can truly say this, Brother Tony and Sister Tabitha, and, and uh, they don't do nothing, put together nothing unless they confer with me. Uh, first of all, they, they stand behind what they just told you. They stand behind their pastor, and they come discuss things with me. And uh, and uh, I know it had to be uh, about what? About 99.9% of the time is yes. Because I know it's, I know he's prayed about it. They prayed about it, sought God about it. And it uh, sounds good to me, so go with it, you know. And, and they have. And God has truly blessed us here, and I also appreciate uh, Brother Kevin's sister trained him, my oldest daughter here. She's good at putting stuff like this together because that's what she does, I think, on her job a lot of times. But it's, uh, it's good. Uh, I thank God for them. Thank God for the whole staff, the, uh, the Brother Rufus, Sister Linda, and all them. Sister Meany, I thank God for her. She's here today. She's not been able to be here today. But these, these are the backbone, backbones of this church right here. And I can truly say this morning that they truly call my name out in prayer because I can truly feel it, you know. Amen. And I just appreciate everybody. even appreciate uh, Sister Betty this morning. She keeps this place clean for us. Amen. And uh, uh, her son-in-law keeps the grass cut, the yard cut and uh, for us. And I just appreciate all of you as being members today, all these good musicians. And uh, I appreciate them. And uh uh, Brother Tony, that's his job to keep them straight. He does a good job at it. Amen. And uh, just appreciate all the good musicians, all the good singers in this church, all the lay members, all the prayer warriors. Amen. Because we wouldn't have a church if it wasn't for prayer. Praying and seeking God. We know we're in the last, we're, we're in the last day. We're in, in this evil day that we're living in. I tell you what, church, we need to continue to, to pray. 
and seek God and stick together. Like you said this morning, we got to stick together. There ain't no big eyes a little used in this church. We all is one. We love one. We are a family church and a family that desperately loves God. Amen. And I just appreciate you today. Thank God for you today. You've truly been a blessing. We are going over 10 years, I believe it is. Brother Rufus, you have to look back and see. But I believe we're going over 10 years here. And look what God has blessed us with. If I counted them right, there were about six or eight uh, before we come here and look what we got today. It's all due to being obedient unto God and, and looking to God, the author and finisher of our faith. Look what he's doing. He's added to the church. Amen. And that's what we got to do. And we thank God for you just coming to Raven New Testament Church. Amen. That, uh, that come here and found your place here at Raven New Testament Church. And uh, let's just stand together, work together. And maybe by this time next year, there's a possibility we could be home. Amen. Some call it heaven, but I call it home. How about you? Praise the Lamb of God. And we see the things that God has done here in the church. We see little Joshua, what God is doing for him. Amen. And we see the miracle of Brother Johnny, what God is doing uh, for him. Church, God is on our side. God is in the church. We're part of one great big family. Praise God. This is a worldwide family that we are part of. We're part of the church, the bride of Christ. Uh, amen. That the Lord is coming back uh, and get one day. Let's stay. Let's stay with God. You bless God, God will bless you. You stick with God, God will stick with you. Amen. We have no reason uh, 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 to give up on God in this hour that we're living in. I like to say thank all of y'all. Thank everybody. We just thank everybody. Amen. If I had time, I'd call everyone name. That's how much I love you. Amen. But I appreciate it. Thank God for my good wife here, Sister Brenda. Y'all pray hard, pray hard, pray hard, because if we make it to December the 21st, we'll be mad 47 years. Y'all pray hard. Amen. Amen. It won't be long before we'll be on that big 5-0, won't we? Praise God. But I thank God for Sister Brenda. She's been with me through thick and through thin. And uh, praise God that we were willing, you know, amen, to step back and let these, the young ones take it and sing. And all these is, is taken up. They, and, and they're so full of the anointing. You know what I'm talking about? Amen, the anointing of God. And that's what I want to see. Amen. I thank God for my whole family, my immediate family that stood, that stood beside us and, and been there for us and come down to be with us and to work with us here at Raven New Testament Church. They, they, they are a blessing. I hope they've been a blessing to you. Amen. Because you have been a blessing to them and to us as well. And we thank God for you. We love you so much. Anytime we can help you, anytime of the day, anytime of the night, just call us and we will be more than uh, uh, happy to help you. We love you so much. And may God richly bless you in the name of Jesus. Praise God.
I've been sitting up here all this time trying not to cry. <laughs> and it's hard not to cry at a time like this. But I was thinking about when we came back. And there was only one guitar player and a piano player. I've never been really good at playing piano anyway, but <laughs> but God taught me what I have known. And over the years, we pray for God to send us musicians. And I look up here today, and I thank God. As we have musicians all the way across. <laughs> and I thank God for them. <laughs> We pray for God to send his children, to send families into the church. And look at the church today. Look at the children that's sitting in here today. I thank God for them. I thank God. And I want to tell you, each and every one of you, you are important to the Lord. You're not just important to us in this church, but you are important to the Lord he loves you. He has a purpose for you to serve him. It's not because of us. It's not because of anything we do. It's because of the Lord Jesus Christ whom we serve. And that's the one I want to stand upon today. Not look at me. I'm so unworthy. I'm not, I'm not worthy of this today because it's nothing I've done. I've done. I'm not worthy of this today. But it's because of what Christ has done for me and my family. I look back at where I could have been. I look at my, at my childhood as growing up how God has kept his hands upon me as a child. Things that my family went through as children, how God protected us and kept us over the years, and how God brought us into the ministry, and how he's just blessed us so much. And just looking at every one of you today has let me know how God has moved in the path, in the path that we have walked in. And it's not because of us. Like I say again, it's because of what God has done. And I give him praise today. And thank you, every one of you. Y'all know I cry every time I get up here anyway. <laughs> so it'll be even harder today. But just want to thank each and every one of you for this special day. And especially uh, training Kevin and the family and all of you that have been a part of this special day to make it special for us. We just thank you and praise you. And we just thank God for what he's doing in our church. You know, as mom stated, you know, they were here a little bit before us. I don't, a year or two, maybe I don't really remember at the time. But I remember when we came back to church here, I grew up as a child here, you know, but then as I got older, started, you know, venturing out visiting other churches and ended up at Perdita Church of God with Brother Aldi <laughs> and Sister Daisy and him. And, that, and, you know, my parents, you know, ended up going to other places and my Aunt Lynn would take me to church and that's, that was her home church and so that's where I would go to church and be with them. But I remember when we, came, we did come back here and um, our girls were young and I remember walking in the doors and there, there weren't many kids here at all. It was just two kids. And one of those was sitting, he's sitting right there on that bench by Sister Minnie today. It was Ashton and Aiden at the time <laughs> that was here with Sister Minnie. She was bringing them to church. And we were, at the time, coming from a larger church that had a bunch of kids. <laughs> and so I was thinking, oh, my goodness. 
you know, we're, we're coming, you know, and then our kids, you know, transferring them from a different place with not many kids, you know. But like Mom said, we prayed for God to send us families, and we prayed for God to send us children in the church, and, and God truly did. It wasn't no time when we were starting to see families and kids come through those doors, and our church has been very blessed. You know, we've worked a lot, Mom and I, in the, in the kids' ministry here, and I just thank God, you know, because that's kind of the direction God has, had led me over the years, you know, was in the kid ministry, and I thank God for what he's done for our church and bringing us these families and bringing us the kids and the youth. And I just thank God for each and every one of you. You know, it is tough sometimes, you know, in leadership. <laughs> we go through those spells, you know, of the unknown and challenges and different things. But I thank God for each of you for lifting us up and holding us up in prayer during those times. And I hope that you also know that all of you can come to us as well. You know, that we're here for you guys as well to help carry your burdens as well. And we just thank each and every one of you for helping carry the load for us over the years. And we love each and every one of you. All right. Y'all can have a seat. <laughs> awesome. We're going to continue with this service. We have a special speaker, and I'm going to let Kevin introduce him. Really quick, like, Brother Tony almost stole the MC spot, right? I do want to recognize a couple more people. We're going to do this really fast. And we're going to ask... Um, Brother Rufus and Sister Linda, you can stand. You don't have to come. But, uh, we have you a small gift of appreciation because like Brother, um, Brother Tony just said, these two right here have been the foundation of our church. They are our beautiful souls. We love you, and we thank you for everything. When there was no one here, you, were, you, and, uh, you two and Sister Betty and Sister Manny, I'm going to tell you, y'all have been here, and y'all have been so faithful, and we appreciate you. Both. They are the secretary and chair and treasurer of our church, and they have been how many years? I'm, I'm going to tell my age. I, the church was 45, 46 years, been here, and they've been here the entire time. So that's a long time. Yeah, and we appreciate everything that you both do, and we love you. We also want to recognize two more people. Brooke and Allie, if y'all would stand, and we'll give them, them uh, please, a clap for them. We appreciate everything that they do. We, want, we got them a gift of love also. These two are our number one babysitters, right? Because when we had children's church, they were awesome. We could send, send them in there. They were really good with the crafts and making things with the children. And we appreciate everything that y'all have done with every, all of our children here. And then, um, and then after COVID, we could not have children's church. So they found them another job. <laughs> so that's the way to go is find something else and continue to work for the Lord. And, and they, they do not grumble. They do not complain. And they just sit there with the biggest smiles on their face. And we are so proud. And, of course, I'm partial because they are my nieces. But we are super proud of them, too, for stepping up for learning what they have. I cannot even do what they do back there. And we appreciate you, Brooke and Allie, and we thank you. And let's give them another round of applause. And I'm going to turn the service over to Kevin. Well, praise the Lord. I tell you, we, we blessed with a group of fine working people, right? With no further ado, I want to introduce to you a, a very special person that we came in acquaintance with, Mr. Pastor Gary Shirt from Moorfield, West Virginia. He's going to be speaking for us today. Give him a round of applause and welcome him. I know he'll be a blessing. He's going to sing and preach.
I feel so, so, so inadequate and undeserving to stand up here today. I wish I could bottle up the character, the anointing, the spirit, the gifts, and the talents of this church and take it home. In fact, I'll be honest with you, I wish there was more room in the van because I'd probably try to kidnap some of you guys. <laughs> but uh, to have a good shepherd is one thing. Y'all got two. And I want to thank Brother Bubba for having me up here today behind this sacred desk. It's been several weeks since I've been able to do so. We were home one weekend with Joshua until we hit the road. Trina got with Monica this week and she said, I, I'm glad that Gary's speaking because it gives Dad a break. And not only that, it's Pastor Appreciation Month. And if circumstances were normal, we would have remembered that had we been home. But we're not home. Circumstances for us are far from normal. And anyways, you guys remember that it's Pastor Appreciation Month. So it, it really worked out well to honor these guys, to appreciate them, and to give them a break. And I can tell you that I have known these two for but a short, short, short time. And I can tell you that you all are blessed beyond measure with these guys. I have been preaching for just over seven years now, but I've only been pastoring for two and a half of those. And I can tell you right now, that young man over there has earned every gray hair on his head. Brother Tony, you won't be far behind unless you just buzz it off like I do. But uh, in all seriousness, I, I thank God for the preacher that told me of Jesus. For I'd be a beggar. Got a song for y'all this morning before I speak to you a little bit. As I walk down the sidewalk of a sin-stricken city, and see the misfortunes of men A man in the gutter Lying there lifeless Clutching a bottle in his hand He was some mother's darling Maybe some young man's father But now he's a prisoner to sin No hugs in the morning And no family altar he gets by the best that he can Thank God for the preacher Who told me of Jesus For I'd be a beggar If not for his grace Lord help me show others Your love Make my life a witness To others I pray In a little white church house At an old tear-stained altar A prayer for God's mercy was heard 
Though his sins were many and his burdens heavy, he took the Lord at his word. The angels rejoiced as he was forgiven. Shouts filled the temple that day. I will never get over the trip to the altar when I was that sinner who prayed. Thank God for the preacher who told me of Jesus, for I'd be a beggar if not for his grace. Lord, help me show others your love and your mercy. Make my life a witness to others I Who told me of Jesus? For I'd be a beggar if not for his grace. Lord, help me show others your love and your mercy. Make my life a witness to others I pray. Many, many years ago, it was my white-headed grandma. I sat in her living room, and she had out her big, red, King James Version-only Schofield Bible. And she said, I need you to read something. I said, okay. And I was maybe Joshua's age. And she said, I want you to read Romans 10, 9, and I'll explain it to you. And I did. And in my little eight, nine-year-old mind, I read that, and she deciphered it. And she said, if you believe it in your heart, and you confess it with your mouth, you'll be saved. Now, she was not an ordained minister. She wasn't even, she wasn't even a minister. But I thank God for that preacher that told me of Jesus. <clears throat> Brother Bubba asked me to speak, preach, testify, evangelize, whatever you want to call it. I didn't know what to preach at first. But I had an idea, but then Trina said, well, it's Pastor Appreciation Sunday. So then I started thinking, what can I preach about appreciating pastors? And I came up short. So instead I went back to the original message that I thought of, and maybe it's geared towards pastors. Maybe it's geared towards you. I know it's geared towards me. I tell our people at home, I say, don't sit there when you hear this message and say, how dare he? Because I promise you, nine times out of ten, the preacher was convicted earlier in the week. 
We had a wonderful, wonderful preacher when we lived in Wyoming, and I told him, I said, you know, I started getting into the speaking ministry. I said, it never fails that every time I speak, I feel like it's because I'm convicted by it first. And he said, and welcome, and welcome to the preaching ministry. <clears throat> but um, after Brother Bubba asked me to preach, just about every day this week, I was ready to ask Trina for her dad's cell phone number. So I could call him and say, Brother Bubba, I'm in no place to preach right now. I'm in no place to preach right now. Several days this week, I was ready to call him and say, you got to speak or Brother Tony or something. I'm in no place right now. Even this morning on the way here, Joshua got sick in the van. And I just sat there with my head down while Monica was helping Ben clean him up. Just so ready to throw the towel in. So ready to come and say, hey, y'all just sing and let's, let's, let's sing and let's honor them and let's go eat. But uh, that's the enemy. That's the enemy. Because as I said, this message for me, this message is for me, if not for you. I wish I could tell you that the last five months of life has been perfect. All that I could ever wish or ask for. That my faith has remained unshakable and unwavering. That I've never one time questioned God. That I haven't been angry. But if I told you all those things, that would be a lie. Our life was flipped upside down in a split second. And though the physical obstacle was a tree in the middle of the river, the biggest battle and climb did not begin until the moment Joshua was pulled out of the water. That tree was nothing compared to the mountain that we would soon have to start ascending. Kevin, I'm going to ask you. I told him he could be my Price is Right girl this morning. I have some things for you all. I'm a visual person. I like to have uh, just, just visual effects. So I, I got some little snack baggies, and I put but a few mustard seeds in each bag and abbreviated the Scripture, Matthew chapter 17 and verse 20. And this morning our message comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew, the 17th chapter, beginning at verse 1. Matthew chapter 17 beginning at verse 1. If you have your Bible, then you turn there. I'm going to ask you something that I ask of our people. If everyone could stand for the reading of the Word of God. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 17, beginning at verse 1. <clears throat> and after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart and was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with them. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make the, here three tabernacles, one for thee and one for Moses and one for, Eli for Elias. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye Him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and be not afraid. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no man save Jesus only. 
And as they came down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, saying, Tell the vision to no man until the Son of Man be risen again from the dead. And his disciples asked him, saying, Why then say the scribes that Elias must come first? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Elias truly shall first come and restore all things. But I say unto you that Elias is come already, and they knew him not, but have done unto him whatsoever they listed. Likewise shall also the Son of Man suffer of them. Then the disciples understood that he spake unto them of John the Baptist. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed. For oft times he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. And I brought him to the disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could we not cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. How bet this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We know it is truth. Lord God, we thank you for your sweet, sweet Holy Spirit that is in this building today. Lord God, I ask that you would remove every part of me and refill me with every part of you that your people may hear directly from the Master. Lord God, just take this word and just let it just sink deep into our hearts that we can take it and we can apply it and we can share it with others. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So again, I read to you basically, I think, the whole chapter of Matthew chapter 17. But our main verse is Matthew 17 and 20. And it says, And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove, hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. So I'm going to ask you again. How many of you in here today feel like you're facing a mountain? You feel like you're facing a mountain. You've prayed, you've fasted, you've begged, and you've pleaded with God. God, please remove this mountain that's before me. And it just won't move. The title of today's message is this. Then what? You've done all you know to do. You've prayed, you've pleaded, you've begged, God, please remove this from before me. And that mountain won't budge. I went on a date with a girl in high school. You know, we live in West Virginia, Mountain Mama. You know, it has truly earned its title. And this girl thought it would be fun for her and I to go hike this mountain. And it's almost the second highest elevation in the state of West Virginia. And like an idiot, I agreed. So I went and we zigzagged back and forth. And I mean, it, it took us a couple miles to get to the top. And the whole time I'm just sweating and I'm thinking, this ain't going to work out. We get up to the top and we look out over the, the overview and I the overlook and I thought, wow, this is beautiful. This is absolutely stunning. But for me to receive that view, for me to take in that glory, something was required of me. I had to climb. Now... Truth be told, it was a pretty, pretty view. 
But when we came down off there and got back to the car, that girl said, we'll have to do this again sometime. And I said, no. (laughs) And can you believe it that we never went on another date? (laughs) But you see, something had to happen for me to receive the view that I did that day. I had to climb that mountain. I had to climb that mountain. Harper's Ferry is the lowest elevated place in the state of West Virginia, 489 feet above sea level. At Harper's Ferry, there's a rock called Jefferson Rock. It is believed to have been a huge rock that sat on the edge of this cliff that Thomas Jefferson would set upon, and from that rock he could see three states, West Virginia, Virginia, and Maryland. Harper's Ferry is a beautiful, beautiful place. Now, two and a half hours away where we live at the second highest elevation in the state, Dolly Sodge is 4,123 feet above sea level. And it takes about two and a half, three hours to get from Harper's Ferry to Dolly Sods. Harper's Ferry is beautiful. But oh, when you can see the overlook at Dolly Sods. But something has to happen in that two and a half, three hour time frame between there and here. You got to climb. You have to climb. When you're in a valley, I told Kevin this week, I heard this song, when you're in a valley, just tell the enemy, I'm just switching mountains. I'm just switching mountains. I have been, I have been to places. I have been around the world. I spent five and a half years in the Air Force. I've been around the globe a couple times over. But the mountains have always provided the the best views. And it didn't matter what mountain we were on, something was required. Your feet, an ATV, horseback, or an automobile, to see that view, to see that glory, to look back down at where you used to be, you had to climb. Valleys are required, or there are no mountains. It takes a valley, think about this, it takes one valley to make two mountains. So when you're in the valley, you can just tell the enemy, I'm not in the valley, I'm just switching mountains. Monica likes Estes Park, Colorado. And I love, if someone, if someone said, you cannot live home in West Virginia, you have to move. Now I'm pretty sure Monica would say, okay, we're moving to Atmore, Alabama. And I'd say, no, we're not, because there's always a chance the air conditioner breaks. But I love, 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 we lived in Cheyenne. We were four hours from the Black Hills of South Dakota. And I absolutely love the Black Hills. She loves Estes Park, Colorado. I love the Black Hills, both of which are hills and mountain ranges because you cannot compare the views. Monica and I went. In fact, this was our 10th wedding anniversary this year, and we had been planning it for months that we were flying back out to Denver, and we were going back to this place called Grand Lake, Colorado. It's the snowmobile capital of the world. And we went there for her birthday or something. We went, and we were going back for our 10-year anniversary. But unfortunately... That didn't happen this year. But when Monica and I went several years ago, we took snowmobiles and we went up on top of the Rocky Mountains and the view was just absolutely amazing. It was amazing. And even still again, 
It requires something of us. We had to climb. Snowmobile may it have been, we still had to do something to get to where we were, to look back to where we used to be, and it required a climb. When we left the Rocky Mountain region and we moved back to the Appalachian region, we crossed some dry, flat ground. But buddy, when I started seeing the Blue Ridge Mountains up ahead of me, I just started, I said, Q Country Roads because we're almost home. Almost heaven, West Virginia. But when that mountain's before you and you've prayed and you've pleaded and you've begged God to remove it and it won't, then what? you got to climb. I had Kevin pass around to you all this morning little snack baggies with mustard seeds inside of it because I just wanted you to get a hands-on visual of just how much little faith you actually have to have to demand that mountain you have to depart. Let me say this. If we could look with spiritual eyes back on our life, the mountains that in fact God did remove would be innumerable. Mountains that you didn't even know you had to cross that God removed out of your path. You've prayed for the mountain to move, you've prayed for that mountain to move, and you've prayed for that mountain to move, and it just won't move. You know, they say God doesn't give you more than you can handle. To that I say that's a lie. God will give you more than you can handle. God won't give you more than you and Him can't handle together. Because it ain't about you, it's about Him. You've prayed and you've prayed and you've prayed, Lord, remove this mountain from me, but it just won't move. Someone could say, well, you just don't have the faith for it to move. That's a lie. Maybe the case, but that may be a lie. How do you know this? Because Jesus prayed, Father, let this cup pass from me. Please move this mountain from before me. I don't want to sup of this cup. I don't want to climb this mountain. Please remove this from me. You know what the answer was? No. No, Jesus' mountain did not move. He had the faith. He had the faith. He said, Lord, please remove this mountain from before me. But even still, thy will be done, not my will. You know, I have learned in the last several months, one of the hardest prayers a Christian can pray is, Lord, this is what I want. This is what I expect. But even still, thy will be done, not my will. Paul prayed. Lord, please remove this thorn from my flesh. Three times. Three times, Lord, please remove this thorn from my my flesh. Please remove this mountain from before me. I don't want it to be there. I don't want to climb. Please remove it. You know what the answer was? No. No. Paul prayed. After his conversion, he probably had some of the most unshakable faith on planet earth. And he prayed full of faith. Lord, please remove this from before me. And it was not removed. Sometimes it's not a matter of whether or not you have enough faith to command a mountain to move. You hear me? Sometimes it's a matter of whether or not you have the faith to climb that mountain. Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. He didn't say get in your air-conditioned, fully loaded SUV, 
Put me in your Maps app and get to me when you can. He said, take up your cross and follow me. Jesus' mountain did not move. In fact, he literally climbed it. He literally climbed it. Had Jesus not climbed that mountain, he wouldn't have been transfigured in our opening scripture. For him to receive the transfiguration, he had to climb. Had Moses not climbed the mountain, who would have been there to receive the Ten Commandments? He, not a face-to-face, because he couldn't see God's face, but he had a one-on-one with God, but it required him to climb. I guess God could have come down in the valley and said, here's the Ten Commandments, but he said no, because how much more special is it going to be for Moses to get up here and look back down and see how far he's come and to be in this glory? To see this. So you see, it's not a matter of looking at a mountain and saying, Lord, please remove this before me. Sometimes it's, Lord, please give me the strength to climb this so I can get to where you are. Had Moses not climbed the mountain, who would have received the Ten Commandments? Had Elijah not climbed Carmel, who would have prayed the fire down on Baal's prophets? Who would have prayed the fire down upon them? Had there not been a Mount Calvary... Then what? It required a mountain to house the cross that would hold a man, the Son of God, to die for my sins and yours. It took that mountain. Jesus said, let this cup pass from me, but yet He literally climbed the mountain that was before Him. Mountains are not a bad thing. There are times in life where we have to pray, Lord, remove this mountain, and it is the Lord's will, and the Lord removes it like it never existed. There are other times that it ain't moving. you got to move. Don't keep staring at it. You know, the Israelites, they kept staring at the promised land, but yet they just, well, you have to move. You have to move. If it's true... That the God on the mountain is the God in the valley. And we have this attitude of that the valley is a bad place. If if, if it's true that the same God is the God on the mountain that He is in the valley, then why do we pray for God to remove those mountains? If He's the same God down here as He is up here, why not just get up to where He's at? Sometimes it's not the appointed mountain in front of you that needs to move. Sometimes it's the mountain, okay? Sometimes your mountain's a molehill. I mean, how many times have you looked out at this molehill and you said, oh, look at that. Look at that mountain that's before me. When you really had a molehill to cross, you know, back home we got hills and we got mountains. And a lot of times we take a hill and we say, man, look at that. You can't climb that. That's impossible. That's impossible. Sometimes the mountain is in fact the mountain of fear and doubt and unbelief that you can't climb the molehill. You say, here's this little hump, but I'm going to go over here for a little bit. I'm going to overthink this. I'm going to lose my faith and my bearings, and I'm going to create this huge mountain to put before me before I can get over there and cross that little molehill that would take just about like that. That mountain of fear and doubt and unbelief that's causing you to not only question yourself, but question God. 
questioning God. Lord, can I conquer this mountain? The Bible says we're more than conquerors. The Bible says greater is He that's in me than He that's in the world. Ain't no hill for a climber. Ain't no battle for a child of God. If I had to choose between an uphill battle, listen, if I had to choose between an uphill battle, a struggle, blood, sweat, and tears, no water, 90 degree weather, I'd be miserable. I'd be miserable. But if I had to choose between going uphill to get to Jesus and downhill to self and destruction, give me my hiking boots. Give me my hiking boots. Many times, many times after I begin the ascension, I get tired. I say, God, I don't want to do this. And God says, tighten up them bootstraps, son. Tighten up them bootstraps because we ain't reached the summit yet. Do you want to know why Christians beg for mountains to be moved? Because they aren't spiritually fit to climb. You look at a mountain, you can't go up to the mountain, this, this category four mountain, this hike, when you don't even get up off the couch and say, I'm going to conquer this mountain. No, you're not. You're going, to have, you're going to go into cardiac arrest about halfway up. And it's the same thing with the spiritual mountains and obstacles in our lives. You can't go to this battle. First off, we, we don't war against flesh and blood. We know that. You can't go up to this mountain that you have to cross spiritually when you ain't cracked this thing right here. In fact, you might not even know where this thing's at. It might be in that death drawer. I think that's might where I put it last. Jesus said it, it, that this kind don't come without prayer and fasting. Without prayer and fasting. If there's anything God's been telling me in the last few months, it's, hey, you want to see that baby run up the center aisle of the church? Get down on your knees. Get down on your knees. Get down on your knees. I remember last week you were talking about people need to learn to push the dinner plate back. You know, our, our church likes to eat. And I'm smelling it in the air here too. But our church likes to eat. And I'm afraid if I told our people, hey, you need to push back from that plate, they say, well, I think we're going to try to find a new pastor. <laughs> they, they like to eat back at home. But Jesus said, this kind does not come without prayer and fasting. Our mountain began the moment his lifeless body was pulled out of the river. And it has been an uphill climb ever since. We sat in the hospital and we sat in the hospital and in the rehab center and we prayed, God, please remove this mountain before us. And God said, no, climb, climb. You know, we said, God, we're wearing out. And he says, but just a little longer. We ain't reached the summit yet. And wait till we reach the summit when you look back down at how far you all have come as a family. We need to stop looking at mountains and saying, my God, look at that mountain. And say, mountain, look at my God. Look at my God. If you have the faith of a mustard seed, look at that little bag in your hand. Look at them little... Look at them little mustard seeds. Jesus said, if you have enough faith as one of those, you can say to this mountain to be removed and it has to move. But I can also tell you if that mountain doesn't move, it only requires as much as one of those in that bag to climb that mountain. How much sweeter is it on top? 
I've, uh, I've talked long enough. I guess I'll open up the altar, and then I'll turn it back over to Brother Kevin. But, you know, we as a family are climbing a mountain. Y'all climbing a mountain with us. God has been absolutely positively all over this. Like you said, people from West Virginia in church with y'all today. Six months ago, if y'all would have said, hey, there's going to be a family in church with y'all from West Virginia one Sunday. No way. But thank God for Trina being the stalker that she was. <laughs> Jacob said, Mom, you're weird. You're weird, Mom. But, uh, you know, I just, I'm going to open up the altar this morning. I don't know what mountains you're climbing. I know the mountains that, I know the mountain that we're climbing. You know, it's hard to thank God for a mountain, but I thank God for the mountain. You know, as, as bad as things are right now, they're not as bad as they used to be. And as bad as things are right now, they're not as good as they're going to be too. And I thank God that as tragic and troubling as this has been for us, that He chose my son. He chose our little eight-year-old boy to flip the world right side up. 25,000 people follow this little fellow on Facebook. Gets 100 new followers a day. But you can't get on his Facebook page and see Joshua without seeing Jesus. Amen. 25,000 people seeing Jesus at work. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? I don't know what y'all are facing today. Maybe, maybe there's been a mountain before you for years. For years and you've prayed and you've pleaded and you've begged, God, please remove this before me. And maybe today He's finally spoke to you and He said, I'm not going to remove it because I need you to climb. Climb that mountain. So when you reach the summit, we can look back down at how far not only have you come, but how far I've brought you. I've brought you. Hold to the unchanging hand. Let Him lead you. You know, uh, Jesus said, all who come to me that are thirsty and drink, they'll never thirst again. Face that mountain. It ain't going to move. If it's going to move, it would have moved. Face it. Climb it. Conquer it. Look back and you throw your hands in the air. You say, thank you, God, for what you've done. Thank you, God, for how far you brought me. Thank you for taking this from me. Thank you for taking that from me. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you for being the chain breaker and the miracle worker. I mean, he, He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He who was and is and is to come. The chain breaker, the miracle worker, the best doctor, lawyer, and banker that money can't buy. The price was paid in full. So many people treat that cross like a 30-year fixed plan. Covered. Paid in full. The transaction has been made. Have the faith of a mustard seed. Climb your mountain. The altars are open this morning. I'd ask Brother Tony, Brother Bubba, if, if, if anyone comes up this morning, they would be readily available to pray with them. I can pray with you. So the altars are open.
If I spoke a word, you were singing over me. You've been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me.
church, I don't know what your mountain is. I don't know what your obstacle is. Don't know what you've been through. Don't know what you're going through at this point. But there's a man that we can introduce you to. He's wanting to touch somebody else this morning. You got to take a stand for him this morning. You got to take the stand. Just like the, past, the preacher said this morning. Sometimes that mountain ain't going to move. Sometimes you got to keep on marching. Sometimes you got to put your hiking boots on. Sometimes you got to get ready to march up that mountain. He tested Job. He's tested many others. Why are you any different? I challenge you, if you're being tested and you're being tried and you're climbing a mountain this morning, today is the day for your salvation. Today is the day that you conquer this mountain. Today is the day that that mountain gets put behind you. If you'll take this stand, if you'll put on those hiking boots and you'll stand up and say, Lord, I'm marching with you. I appreciate you today. Please, 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 if the Lord's dealing with you, don't let the sun go down without you calling upon his name. Don't let the sun go down without you saying, Lord, here I am. I believe in you, Lord. We thank you this morning. We thank you for this special event. Thank you for coming. Thank you for the event. We got to want to make a couple quick announcements before we, before we move along with the remainder of the service today. I want to tell you, we won't be having service tonight. Won't be having service tonight, so just remember that. Be in prayer, though. Be in prayer. Carry, carry what you this word today. Carry it home with you. We also got a number of birthdays. A number of birthdays. We want to honor those. Uh, I'm counting some change up here, and I ain't going to embarrass nobody. I got a quarter, another quarter, a nickel, and four pennies. Somebody do that math. 59. Who's the daddy of that one? Oh, Sister Gwen. Sister Gwen. Thank you, Lord. We got a couple more. We got Sister Beth. Sister Morgan. Brother Ray Rowland with us today. His birthday. I know we got Zachary. Zachary's another. Anna Lois was another one. Who else? Chez, Brother Rufus, everybody. <laughs> we want to ask if you'll sing. Brenda, yeah, Sister Brenda. <laughs> want to ask if y'all sing Happy Birthday. We love y'all. We love y'all this morning. Amen. I also want to remind you of the Gideons, the offering for the Gideons. 
Uh, we're going to be taking that up at our next service, next uh, morning service. Right? Next morning service for the Gideons. Again, thank you all for coming out today. We love, we love this pastor. We love our assistant pastor, their wives. Uh, please give them a round of applause for, for a great group of people here today. We got another very special event this morning. Woo! We're full of them. We're full of them, right? Since Morgan, I'll let you introduce this. Evelyn has been working very hard at her Bible verses that she's learned at school, and she wants to share them with everybody. We attempted last week, but I think we've got it this week. Okay, come on, All right. You ready for your A Bible verse? Oh. I has sinned and come short of the glory of God, Romans 3, 23. Good job. You ready for B? All right. B. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Thou shalt be saved at 1631. Good job, baby. Good job. Do it again. C. Children. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Ephesians 6 1. And our last one, I. If he shall ask. Anything of my name, I will do in John 14, 14. Good job. Wow, what a blessing. I tell you what, what a great end. <laughs> want you to stay around and um, sup with us today. We got some real good food back there. I know you can smell it because I've been smelling it, and I'm an old, old, old fat boy. And um, I, 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 can, I can pretty much tell you what's on the table in there. want to go ahead and uh, thank you again for coming out today. want to go ahead and bless the food. If y'all join with me in prayer. Dear Heavenly. Thank you for joining us. Please feel free to share comments, prayer requests, or praise reports. Check back soon for additional episodes.